0: It's dark, it's tepid and wet, but more than that, it's dark. There are occasional flashes, occasional footsteps, but mostly it's just dark. All through the summer, all through the winter, it is dark and you are alone. It's not an unpleasant feeling, You have a lot to think about. You have a lot to do. And then, day by day, week by week, year by year, you do your work. And eventually, you're done. And then you're picked up and you're taken into the foyer. And before you is a resplendent table. And then you're turned upside down. And then, all at once, all of you comes out.
1: Welcome to deals and scams, you sick motherfucker!
2: <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck, <laughs> Wayne?
3: <laughs>
2: I I like the idea of um, that like not having the context that you're yes! a wine bottle. Oh my God. Because like midway through, I really forgot that that was what <laughs> the context was, and I was just like, oh, this is so sad. Um, it was,
1: it's probably not even obvious now that you're a wine bottle, are
3: you? (laughs) It's literally unclear. Yeah. Catherine will figure it out. I guess I'll just start. Yeah. All right. So who's going first? Who's got the deal? Owen? I got the deal, baby. All right. All right. Welcome back to Deals and Scams. I'm Sandy. I'm Owen. My father was Mr. Wayne. And I'm Wayne. Damn it, Wayne. (laughs) Nice to meet you, Wade. Now, Owen, what is our deal?
2: All right, all. I got the deal this week and I am pretty fucking excited. Cause I think you guys are gonna like this deal. The deal this week is caves. Oh shit. Caves. And okay. we're gonna start this off by all listening to some cave sounds. Oh sweet. that I'm gonna leave in the chat right now.
3: Okay. I okay.
2: Don't Oh, fuck. I accidentally typed a a symbol instead of doing the paste. There we go. I don't know what cave this is from. I've been
1: saying that caves are a deal for years. I'm on record as saying caves are a deal. Well, get
2: ready to do a deep dive. Whoa. All right. I'm going to click play in three, two, one.
3: Wow. Pure nature. No voices or music added.
1: So in this calming presence of this very wet cave.
2: Can you no, tell me? No us no dude dude, no about... no no not yet. We gotta listen to this video we gotta <laughs> listen to these cave sounds first, Wayne.
3: Just enjoy them, dude.
1: Hey, I'm enjoying yeah. that. You you don't need to tell me about caves. Okay. Oh, what no, is the no, color kind of... of
3: this fading? I
2: don't know. I question that well maybe you're getting deeper into the cave. Let's Exactly.
1: Can... Less light deeper yeah. into the cave.
2: Yeah. Oh, let's whoa. do we can do a little journey together, a mental journey. Imagine you are walking through the forest. It's a fresh morning. There's some mist, and you see the opening of a a giant cavern. You step inside, and you hear this sound. It's getting louder. There's a waterfall, and you're going to walk towards it.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm walking towards it.
2: Looks fresh. And you're thirsty.
1: (laughs) I, um, I, uh, I open my mouth.
2: Do you put your mouth under the water? Or do Um, you just open it? I open my mouth, and
1: I, and I slowly, ever so slowly, put my lips towards the waterfall.
2: Holy shit. You drink it, and you feel, you feel invigorated. (sighs) Okay. That's that's enough cave sounds. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um I hope I hope everyone enjoyed that. So, yeah, we're going to talk about caves. In preparing for this, I realized there's so much information about caves, guys. Mm. Like we they, we could do an entire podcast just about caves. <laughs> but we cave can't. Cast. We could do yeah, Welcome we could call to it Cavecast. Cave cast. I'm Wayne. I'm um, Owen. We can't do the Cavecast. Wait, I'm sorry.
1: So Cavecast has been shut
2: down. Yeah, Cavecast is, has been replaced by Deals in these Games. But so let's let's get into caves. So first thing I want to talk about caves. I got a lot to cover here, so I'll make I'll make the first part brief. There are so many types of caves, guys. Like, let me just read. I know, our producer yelled at me and was like, "Don't you can't." She was like, "Owen, oh, you can never never read off Wikipedia." No, I'm kidding. She <laughs> didn't do that. Um, she's uh, far too kind, but um, I've been told Wikipedia is dangerous, which is true. But I'm I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read off Wikipedia, guys. So, yeah, have you ever wondered why Spill-dunking is called spelunking? <laughs>
3: it's not yeah, that's I don't think that's not what it's like called. That. Can you how do you can pronounce you say it? that word again? Spelunking. You know <laughs> <No, laughs> no,
2: spelunking. There's no yeah. D. Yeah, 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 yeah. You <laughs> yeah. added a D, dude. When I do it, it's Spill-dunking, Sandy. <laughs> Um, actually, before we get into caves, I just okay, want to preface well,
3: so this. We're stepping back out of the cave. We're stepping okay, back okay. out of the cave. We were, we're in, the cave. in the cave. Wayne force. was in the
2: cave drinking the cave water. But, no, but I'm, he's, he's I'm walking up and I'm like, hey, Wayne, come out of the cave we, for a second. <laughs> let, let,
0: let oh we yeah. Go yeah. Go we go got to go do out. a quick
2: PSA. We're, today we're going to talk about how fucking cool caves are. But we should say caves are dangerous. Don't go into caves, okay? You might hear this and be like, oh, I want to go into a cave. Which you can, but you got to be prepared. You got to right. do it right. To die. So, You got to be, maybe, hopefully not. Hopefully you're prepared to actually live. Maybe. Oh. You know. um, All this to say, caves, very complex. A lot of structural stuff going on. And dangerous. So don't go into caves without parental supervision. I don't know. Um, Yeah. All right. That's the end of the PSA. We can edit that down. So let's go over some types of caves, though, guys. Wait, I didn't even answer the question I asked you. Why is spelunking called spelunking? Oh, okay. Why is it called spelunking? Well, it's because speleology is the science of exploration and study of all aspects of caves and the cave environment. Whoa,
3: okay. That's a crazy job, a spelologist. And we're
2: going to get into that. We're going to get into a famous cave explorer. Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah. Um, So get ready but let me just list a few of these types of caves and give you some give you a rundown on them okay. um, so we got first of all in on the on wikipedia where it says how caves are formed it basically just says look this is really fucking complicated there there are so many factors that go into this a, these may involve a combination of chemical processes erosion by water tectonic forces microorganisms pressure and atmospheric influences so that's like That's everything. So basically that's everything. It's like, how do caves become? Caves are everything, basically. You know? Right. They are the earth. Um, All right. So we got sea caves, also called littoral caves, which I should say are different than grottos. Here's a little (laughs) fact for you. Okay. uh, Sea caves and grottos are not the same. Right. Okay. Um, There are solutional caves or karst caves. These are the most frequent caves um, that form in rock, usually limestone. So this is just a little sampler of all the different caves for you guys. Everyone's right.
1: got a fucking limestone cave in their backyard. Get out of here with your fucking limestone cave. Unless you have a rare-ass sea cave, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah.
3: You better have that grotto, okay? Okay. But, oh, and I have a, I have yeah. a question for you. So how is this, how is this a deal? Let me stop you right there. Because I see I see where you're going with this.
2: So far I've just said that there are a bunch of caves. You yeah. might not see how caves are deal. Right now, I haven't fully revealed why caves are deal, but I do want to just point out, and I feel like we can agree, that they truly spark the imagination. Yes. Certainly. I agree. I They're agree. truly yeah, they truly are very mysterious. They kind of draw you in. You oh, know yeah. what's in the cave. Yeah,
3: what's a classic question? I've always asked myself, what's in the cave? Yeah, exactly. So on that alone,
2: I'm going to say they're a total deal. So rather than just talk about cave science for this whole thing, because that's a little boring, I want to talk about, first of all, a little more science. (laughs) (laughs) And then then we'll get into cave exploration. And then we will get into why caves are truly a deal, Sandy. And I will be able to answer that question. And then at the end, we're going to come around to... The ultimate reason why caves are teal. We haven't got there. Okay, okay. I sorry. I don't need to rush you. I don't need to rush oh, you. Yeah. Can't rush the cave, Sandy.
3: You're right. Cave okay. It takes okay, its all right. time.
2: So the okay, so here's some facts. The longest surveyed underwater cave, second longest overall, is in Yucatan. It's the Sims Systema Sac Achdum cave. And the okay, here's here's main fact I wanted to bring up. Um the cave system with the greatest total length of surveyed passage—the greatest length. Here we go. Let's do a little question for you guys. Where, right. what, what continent do you think this cave is on? Let's take some guesses. Or if you're bold, country. All right. The law. The greatest total length
3: of surveyed passage. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna say South America for okay. continent. Okay. Wayne. I'm
1: going to say I'm going to be bold and say the
3: United States for country.
2: Wayne's going. Wayne has been bold.
1: The great old U.S. of A.
2: And Wayne being bold paid off because guess where it is. Wow. Really? It's here. It is Mammoth Cave in Kentucky, United States of America. That's where we live. Well, not Kentucky. (laughs) We're we're in that cave, guys. We're in the
3: cave. We live in the cave. That's why it's the deal because it provides us with shelter.
2: (laughs) Holy shit. Sandy, you. You're actually onto it already.
1: That's
3: how we can afford to make this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the real that's
2: We can't afford rent in place. New York City, but we can afford a cave in Kentucky, baby. <laughs> Living that cave life. Exactly. Right.
1: <laughs> What's in the cave? It
2: was it's us. It's us. We actually answered the question. We didn't need to go inside. We were already inside. All right. So I just told you about the longest cave. And now I want to tell you about a person in history. Who I found out about today and I think everyone should know about this guy because this okay. is this is so cool We're gonna talk about S- Stefan Stephen, I think it's Stefan Stefan Bishop Cave Explorer on Wikipedia this this person's occupation is described as cave explorer talk about That's pretty sick Talk about a job. You don't hear about in school Oh yeah you know the, 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 your
3: teachers they don't want you to explore
2: caves. yeah, yeah. apparently neither you you, the... Owen. Well I just I just uh, urge um, caution which as we'll find out this this cave explorer St- Stefan Bishop was cautious. He was a very he was very smart about the caves okay but let me just read let me just read a little bit. Let me introduce um, Stefan Bishop who lived from 1821 to 1857. And he was a cave explorer and self-taught geologist. That's nuts, that's nuts. And so cool. Known for being one of the first uh, the first person to explore and map Mammoth Cave in Kentucky, United States of America, as we just talked about, the, long, the big, biggest cave. Um, so here's, and here's a great fact here. Let me find it for a second. Yes, um, Mammoth Cave is regarded as the longest cave system in the world, and Bishop's map of the cave, hand-drawn from memory off-site.
1: Wow. Whoa. In, 1840, or, yeah, in
2: 1842, was included in a book published in 1844, and it was regarded as the authoritative map, authoritative map of the cave system for over four decades. And here's, here's what else is nuts. Um, this incredible guy, was enslaved for most of his life um because this is 1820 21 1842 but so yeah so and i can't yeah yeah in kentucky exactly I'm, i'm looking down into the history section here so i can give a little more background in specifically in regards to these caves and what he did for the caves Mm-hmm. He essentially became a the cave guide, the one and only cave guide of Mammoth Caves, um, because he was the one who mapped it out. Imagine that right. this guy is alone. Just think about it. Think about this for a minute, guys. A, a cave that, that humanity has never mapped, and he traverses this whole thing, the biggest cave in the world, and maps it out. And his map in 1842
3: becomes the authoritative map. Just not only sense. that, he he ma- he walked it, then left, then drew the map. Remember. And that map was correct. I could that's insane. I yes. forget where I walk immediately after I walk it. Like I, I could know, I know. That. I, I'm crazy. just trying to
2: really impress um how yeah, I mean you guys get it. It's nuts.
1: How long did you say the cave was?
2: Um what's what's uh let's get that fact. <laughs> let's get the fact. Google. Okay, it is. Well, I can give you the area. Also will suffice. Yeah, the area of Mammoth Cave is approximately 52,830 acres or or two hundred and thirteen point eight square kilometers. Now, here's some here's what I want to get into, though, to kind of set the scene and take you back all those years to to what was going on. So after he did this, after he became the expert on this cave, um, he he became the prominent guide and bishop. Here's here's a quote from Wikipedia: Bishop led tours through Mammoth that included such well-known nineteenth-century figures as opera singer Jenny Lind, essayist Ralph Waldo Emerson, Yale professor Benjamin Silman Jr., and the violin virtuoso Old Bull.
3: <laughs> Whoa! Now the that last Old Bull?
2: one, that last one, I just want like. First of all, that's so funny to me that a, vi- a violin virtuoso is like, you know what I need in my life? I want to go into a <laughs> Some cave.
3: caves, yeah.
2: Here's the real question, though. You think he played the violin in the cave?
1: Oh, dude. What D? did it sound like?
2: That probably sounded so cool. Oh, my yeah. God. Imagine yeah. being in that cave. Oh. That's pretty sick. So, yeah. So I could really just talk about this guy's life for the entire podcast. But I think that... I, th- I think I'll leave it there for now and invite our listeners to read for- further Um, because this is one of the, you know, this is one of these historical figures who I'm like, that is so cool. Cave, right, no. cave
3: explorer, guys. Stephen Bishop. I agree. Like what now? Sounds like a cool guy, but Owen. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Sandy. I, I hate to, I hate to, to get you with this again, but I this was sounds afraid. like Stephen Bishop is the deal. How is, I was afraid of this, Sandy. Well, first cave? of all, I would
2: like to say that is true. This man yeah. and his work are definitely
3: undeniably a
2: deal. a deal, 100%. But your question was, "What does that prove caves are deals? Well, Sandy, I was prepared for this because I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell, tell them about this cool history, and they're going to be like, it's cool, but our caves are a deal. Yeah, exactly. And so here's my final argument in this segment of why caves are an absolute deal. And it, it again comes from my favorite website, Wikipedia under how caves have impacted humans. Oh, that's a whole section? Yeah, yeah well, cool. it's archaeological and cultural importance of caves. Here's the thing, guys. We didn't always used to be sedentary, right? Mm-hmm. We, we used right. to move around, us humans, in the mm-hmm. in, in uh, version in the early times. So, one theory about how we stopped moving around and managed to start living in one place is that we changed our diet to be more focused on seafood and started living in sea caves and sea caves allowed humans to have essentially a continual source of food right versus like you know hunting you're gonna go you're gonna go up a tree you're gonna go side to side you're gonna go up
3: and down the loop, loop of course. You know? yeah, yeah yeah but if
2: you're yeah. in a sea cave and you're just above these fish you can access them pretty easily and it's believed that this in part was the settlements the coastal settlements and sea caves also led to a movement of humans to australia and the expansion of early humans to more of the world and that to me think about that think about and this is the picture i wanted to draw the early humans in the caves that long history of us developing, and then we got Steph, Stephen Stephen Bishop exploring the cave. Throughout history, caves have been, I think, integral to humanity. They start us right. off, and now they finish us off because we are in the cave. We are in the cave right now.
3: We we are indeed, in <laughs> and a that cave, is why right? I think Look, caves are a huge deal. I agree. I think that I think that this is a compelling argument. I think that the idea that caves are necessary to human development. Is interesting. I think that I think that to me that is we no longer need caves, right? We That's no longer true. need caves. I think that no humans have moved beyond caves, right? But I think that because of the way that they but so I think mm-hmm. the question then becomes why do we still explore them? Like why mm-hmm. does Stephen mm-hmm. Bishop go down there? like why did he Now
2: I didn't think about that Sandy. Why do you... what do you what do you guys think? I think I think
1: caves, not to be controversial, uh-huh. caves are a scam, and I will tell you why. Okay, Whoa, Wayne's going right, scam. All right, all right, Wayne, right. let's hear I it. I mean telephone. like I know that I'm like talking out of my ass here, like I I openly acknowledge that. So I'm talking out of my ass with the content. And Okay, good. So so we we've got this concept of caveman, right? And the reason we have this concept of caveman is because of cave paintings so we had we see all these cave paintings we're like oh early man lived in caves and painted shit on the walls totally makes sense and that sort of makes sense And i'm sure some people did live in caves and see caves from time to time but i think the reality is that people just kind of lived everywhere like lived in different places and these caves are the only places where where these paintings survived right so that's one thing caves have this huge cultural importance in our history that is way overblown right Hmm. I will argue it's nice that they're saved because if they weren't saved in the caves they wouldn't be saved anywhere but likely there was art and like paintings like everywhere
2: right yeah but see here's the thing Wayne and I may agree with parts of what you're saying but notice how I didn't talk about and we could have talked about it because it is, you know, it is definitely interesting. There's a lot of stuff there, but I didn't even bring up cave paintings in my entire Mm. cave discussion.
1: That's true. I guess what I'm saying is that cave paintings are a scam.
2: Interesting. Okay. Um, so really, we've got this. This is uh, this has been our most. I feel like we have the most number of different deals and scams happening within this
3: deal <laughs> within currently these, than we've like, had I'm before. not even
1: done with caves. Oh, okay, keep going, Wayne. The thing that people don't understand about caves until they're in them is that they're fucking dark. Because even at night, like nighttime on Earth, rarely uh-huh. gets that dark. Oh, Inside shit. a cave You're right. is the only place where it gets so pitch black. You have no hope of like keeping your head out of your ass. You know what You're that's right. called, like, dude? What's that called?
2: <laughs> Take a guess. You could probably nail it.
1: Head ass. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. You
2: didn't nail it. I. You didn't get it all. Absolute darkness.
1: Oh, okay. Yes, I, I'm familiar with. this. Yeah, concept, where there's yeah. no,
2: your your eyes can't adjust. So but go on with.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you're in absolute darkness. Your eyes can't adjust, and so like, the reason people go into caves and then fucking die is because it doesn't even have to be that big of a cave. If you just can't find your way out at all, what are you going to do? You're going to panic, you know? That's what's in caves. Dark is in caves.
2: It also might not be called absolute darkness.
1: Oh, but, like it sounds cool. Zero. I think we should coin the phrase absolute darkness in, in reference to like, it's like absolute zero yeah. for light.
2: Well, so, okay. I have actually been in a cave once. Um, not, Me too. I have
3: not been spelunking.
2: That sounds so cool. You have been? Okay, Sandy. I've also, your... No,
3: I've not been Spelunky. I've been in a cave. Same. Give us your cave yeah. story, Sandy. Well, look, I went on one of those tours. There was plenty of light. It was very safe, but it's still scary. Like, you know, you feel the walls closing it around you. I think as modern humans, we're so used to being outside or in larger spaces that that, that kind of claustrophobia feels it's really... Mm. Ugh. Yeah, it's
2: I, I kind of agree, actually. It is a bit claustrophobic.
3: Yeah. Um, but that being said, that being said, look, yeah. I don't think that just because they make me uncomfortable means that they're a scam. Exactly. You know, like I think that there's something that, yes, there are like negative elements of a cave, but that's necessary to preserve their mystique. You know, that's yeah. part of the reason why they uh, engender such wonder. And that's yes. part of the reason that Stephen Bishop went down there in the first place right like it's scary and it's dangerous but there's a reason that humans care about it beyond like even modern humans care about caves you know there's still this like strange magic to caves and like what you can't tell me you cannot tell me you're on a hike you see a little cave up on the up you go in the, the cave oh. yeah you're, you you want to get in that cave you want you, <laughs> you sure really you don't it. but oh my god but you like if, if you're prepared it, I mean, if you're a professional ends, yeah, who among us Owen hasn't said. gone a little into the cave? Exactly, like you see a cave, and you are like, oh, "Can I fit? Can I see?" That's the first question. Oh, I agree, that I though. Can it's I such a fit? good question. Yeah, exactly. And
2: what's inside?
3: Exactly. What's, inside, what's yeah. in the cave? Can I get in the cave? Mm-hmm. <laughs> can that thing inside be me? And I think that I think that there is something to it. So I I think you are right, Owen. I think that in in the historical context and in the modern context. I think caves are a deal.
1: You know what though? We haven't even talked about urban caves. That's Holy a huge shit. point, Wayne. What are urban, urban caves, caves such as uh storm drains? Oh, Ooh, oh I love oh, yeah, Wayne. Yeah. You're you're blowing my mind drain. right now, dude. I forgot that, about
2: humans remember, make cave. Do you yeah. remember
1: how far we went into that like urban cave, Owen?
2: The one the stood the drain, right? The big pipe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The big pipe. It's really far. I mean I, would, yeah. I I wanted to keep going for the record. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone else was like, nah, there's not enough oxygen. The canary died. We gotta go back. And I'm like, no. I leave it We
3: through Yeah, exactly.
2: We're finding the end. We never look, found right. the end,
3: though. I think Wade I respect your points but I think we've got to move on I think we've got to agree I agree true. in my opinion caves big deal but Wayne let's hear your scam
2: yeah
1: my scam is a breed a common breed oh shit you may see them in your home
2: a breed about of ankle what? height
1: the scam I can't believe I'm the one breaking this story the scam is pugs
3: Oh, oh damn, Wayne!
1: I'm on a big of a dog, a dog sub theme.
3: Yeah, here. no. So this, I don't know about this way. This is gonna take some convincing because I, I don't know about this. All right, keep. Yeah, going. I, I what, mean, what I'm, I'm, I'm already, scared?
2: I agree with you, Sandy. Because let's just
3: get this out of the way. I love pugs, dude. Yeah, same. Like right, I'm, but, I'm up on my haunches. But, you know, I'm defensive already. But let's hear it. I want to hear you out, Wayne.
1: So. I think the reason that um, it's a commonly like known fact that old people kind of have these meandering, long, interrelated, boring stories. Would you you're aware of the stereotype?
2: Yeah, yeah. Old yeah. People yeah. Hey, sometimes out. there's a punchline though.
1: Sometimes there's a punchline. And when they if they ever do get to the punchline, it's usually pretty awesome. And I think that reason is because. If you live a really long life, you can tell the same story so many times, like you can always find a slightly better way to tell the story. You can always put events out of order in such a way so that it makes the overall story and like punchline better.
2: I'm so ready to know how this relates to pugs right now. Yeah,
1: I'm so excited. There's I'm a couple excited. different events that happened to me in um, the past few weeks that really changed my perspective on pugs. And so I'm gonna to try to put them in a cogent order. Oh shit! But okay. when it doesn't okay. work, please don't be mad at me because I I'm trying.
2: I'm furious, Wayne. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: Okay, so I'll start. I figured I figured this out. I'll start with a background. So this story revolves around this pug called Gigi, who recently entered my life. Um, and this is a big deal for me because no dog has like. Ever really entered my life since my dog passed away? I think like three or four years ago. So, I've how did this
3: g- dog enter your life?
1: This dog entered my life because this dog is my girlfriend's girlfriend. You see your girlfriend pretty often. Father's okay. Um, her dad lives in town, and he's really cool. So I hang out with him sometimes.
2: Oh, dude, that makes you—that makes you cool, Wayne, by proximity.
1: Um. And as we all know, like just like uh, like stepchildren are forever. If you date someone with a dog, you get visiting rights to that dog. Mm-hmm. So my girlfriend's dad watches his ex-girlfriend's dog mm-hmm. sometimes because she he has visiting rights to this dog.
3: Okay, that was a. Uh... That was a complicated answer. That was way more complicated than I expected. (laughs) But uh, okay, so keep going. This this pug Gigi, tell us about this pug Gigi.
1: This dog is actually, um, she's very happy. I have no idea how old she is. Um, It will will be a theme later on that pugs have this ageless quality about them. But she's very happy. And um, I have known this dog for a while, but I always liked the other dogs a bit better. But what really kicked this off is that I was watching this dog for just like maybe two, three hours one Saturday afternoon, just me and this dog. Like
3: d- due to logistics, right. you were alone with this dog.
1: I was alone with this dog, and specifically very te- um, on a hot day outdoors, and I was tasked with watching it.
3: Right. Okay. Watching or watching?
1: Yeah. It. Or watching it? Watch yeah. Not it. washing. It. It's sorry. The Southern California. I watched the dog. I did not wash the dog. Gotcha. So it's a hot day, and I'm feeding it water and stuff. And um, this dog was, uh, Gigi was so, it was so hot outdoors. And she was, like, breathing really hard. Like, all, she was making the noises, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was really worried for her because, um, I don't know, because I know dogs. <laughs> exactly. She was doing I don't know how that. to die. Something like that. Um, and I just felt so bad for her. But that was the first time I, like, emotionally connected with this dog. And then later, um, that was last week. And then this week, I was dog-sitting with my girlfriend. And I was trying to put this dog to sleep. Like, I was trying to get it to fall asleep somewhere other than in the bed with me.
2: Right. Okay. It really sounded like you were about to put this dog down.
1: <laughs> yeah. The difficulty here is that I'm very bad at falling asleep, and I'm really sensitive to noise, and this dog breathing all night was, like, for sure going to keep me up. <laughs> like, I had tried to sleep in the same room with this dog in the past, and it worked okay, but I really didn't want to have to do that. hmm And so the evening before I had been kind of like, I hadn't just been petting with this dog. I had really been communicating with it. I had been like, Gigi, like come over here. And she'd come over here. I'd be like, oh, like good girl. And she was, you know, cuddling me. And I really felt, I was like really treating her like like how I'd want my dog to be treated, basically. Like I wasn't just petting it. I was really communicating and listening to her. And towards the end, I was like, okay, um, I'll try to get this dog. To come, like, sleep in its bed. This bed is also, I will divulge, is also inside of a crate. So it's like, I don't wanna lock this dog inside this crate, but if it's up to me, I'd rather have her sleep Mm -hmm. here than there. Um, And so I'm like, come on, Gigi, like, come off, like, come off the the bed, like, come follow me. And she's not following me. And I'm like, come on, Gigi. And she's not doing it. So I pick (laughs) her up. And I put her on the ground and I'm like, come on, mm-hmm. Gigi's like, follow me. She's still not following me. In fact, she hops back onto the bed and hopping back up onto the bed. She wakes my girlfriend up, which is a problem because I was already so deeply in love with this dog. I was going to go sleep on the couch in order to like, let her wow. like do that. And so my girlfriend figures this out pretty quickly and she's like, that's not happening you're gonna pick up the dog and take it to the crate and I was like I can't do that and she was like I want to go back to sleep and I was like all right I'm doing it Uh so I pick up the dog Uh I take her over to the crate um and I don't shove her in but I put her in front of it in such a way so that um she can like go in and so I put her in front of the crate and she goes in and like sits down, but I don't close it yet. I'm like, okay, you're good. And I'm like petting her. I'm like, okay, now go to sleep. And she's not going to sleep. In fact, she walks out and I'm like, uh, okay. So I pick her back up and like face her back towards the inside of the crate. Wait, wait, wait.
3: I ha- I'm sorry to interrupt. I hate to interrupt, but I have to, I have to know Please. Wh- when do we get to the, when do we get to the scam? Cause right now. This is just a normal story of you interacting with a dog, which I'm sorry, but has nothing to do with the overall concept of pugs.
1: I'm very glad you interrupted me at the perfect time. Uh-huh. Because as this, do- I was purposefully building tension with this thing. So I'm glad you've fallen into my little trap. Oh
2: shit. We fell for so it. God damn the second be- time
1: I triggered this the tr- dog back in and she like walks into the crate I see something which I was not expecting to see. And that is this dog's back. And so let me like... Um, can I share my screen to show you guys some shit? Of course. Oh,
3: yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, do it. Do it, Wayne. Okay,
1: Show Wayne. We're sharing our screen.
3: I am in suspense um, here. A
1: pug from behind. Do you see this? Like, so dark ears... <laughs>
3: Okay, so uh, everybody at home, go ahead and look up a, a, go ahead and Google pug from behind just as, uh, just as Wade is done.
1: So don't look at it. It's really important not to see its face because the face will give it away. But if you just see its back, it looks a hell of a lot like another type of similarly related animal. It looks exactly like a newborn pup. Huh. Like a neonatal
3: pup okay so now everybody at home look up neonatal pup it's a very visual well what we can just we we can also
2: describe baby dogs and the back of a pug you can probably imagine the back of a pug it's not too different but baby dogs do kind of look like that
1: this one i don't even think these are pugs oh wow, that's a sad news story um yeah
2: we just clicked on the most depressing news story like one of nine newborn puppies found abandoned in a box at flea market dies dude
3: it is sad that's sad but also i mean that's a scam that sucks but also is that news like what like why is there a new it's news okay
1: (laughs) okay so anyway my um my point being is that this dog is a scam in that like i always thought pugs just looked weird And that's not true. They look very specifically like a giant newborn puppy. And as I tried to put Gigi in this crate, she was acting like exactly like a puppy. Like she was so... She was, um, she was very needy. Yeah, she was petulant and she was whiny. And um, so after I put her back in the second time, she came, she came back out, and now she like understood what was going on. So after I turned around again, she didn't want to go into the crate, right? Like she wouldn't go inside of her own volition. So I picked her up and I put her inside, so- and then I closed the door and went to sleep.
3: So okay, so I'm understanding if I understand this correctly, pugs are a scam because they won't do what you tell them to do. Wayne just, okay, I just want to point
2: out here. I just want to say something. You started this off, Wayne, by being like, you know when you know that experience when old people tell a story and they just they ramble for a bit, you don't know where they're going? And then I was like, yeah, but there's a punchline sometimes. And he was like, yeah, yeah, sometimes. The you just did here, that one. Yeah,
0: yeah, you no, did the same thing.
2: Uh, you are punch, an old person
1: right now. Let Wayne. me tell you the punchline. The punchline is that Predicted. pugs don't just look like weird. They don't just look like themselves. They very specifically look like puppies. And that's the scam. The scam is that pugs are giant puppies pretending to be dogs. Everyone thinks that they like pugs, they don't. They just like puppies. And they like the dog that best simulates that through its entire life. Sandy. That is a that's a punchline. Sandy. My, you can hate me about Wade. it and disagree, but that is <laughs> a punchline, and I made that point.
3: Wait, okay, I respect that point. I respect that point. I don't agree with that point, or necessarily. I guess I I, I but I I see it, right? The thing that I don't agree with, that honestly, uh, Owen, I feel as though we've been scammed here. (laughs) God damn it! This is the most meta episode yet. (laughs) You you spent so much time telling us the story that had nothing, that had very very little. (laughs) What did I say? Did I say I wanted a
1: podcast? No, I said I wanted talk therapy.
2: You didn't say that. You said you wanted a podcast.
1: Oh, I said this at the beginning. Uh, maybe I, I wasn't before listening. Before we started, I was like, "I don't want a podcast. Like, I just want talk therapy." And you guys were like, "Yeah, yeah." Like, we'll call it deals and scams.
2: Uh, so we didn't. Basically, we didn't listen, and so the communication broke down, which <laughs> yeah. resulted in this:
3: in us getting scammed by Wade. <laughs> who's, who? I, I just want to point out that 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 Wade, your story began with you. When did it even begin? I don't even remember where it began. It began you with you in the hot sun. It began. Sun Let's just say with that. This, it began. With this pug. It began with you in the hot sun with this pug, and it ended with you putting this pug in a crate, and between it beginning and it ending, nothing of consequence happened, other than you interacting with this dog.
2: The scariest part was when Ellen woke up, and I was like, yeah. oh, what's going to oh, happen? Here we go. Now there's conflict. That was climactic.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That felt. I agree. That there was tension there, and then, I was.
2: I was like, "Is Ellen going to tell Wayne sleep on um, the couch?" The part Wayne? I left
3: out. The
2: part I left out is that after
1: I um, uh, on the second time I put her back into the crate, uh, she ran at like she got away from me and she ran back into the bedroom and jumped up on the bed and um, I felt like a goofball going back inside and being like, "Sorry, I let this." Fucking dog, get away from me. I mean, it. I do like, kind
2: of like, I do, I do have to say, I enjoy one deal. I'll, I'll say I, we've gotten out of this is I enjoy imagining Wayne trying to do this and just like, it's just not working at all. And it's just like Wayne and this dog like looking at each other for 10 minutes. That's pretty amusing.
3: Like, that's, it's,
1: it's a funny image. I taught, I, I, I gave my dog when I, when he was alive, like I gave him, I tried to give as much agency as possible. I was like, okay, how can I actually communicate with you? And how, like when you communicate with me, like, how can I actually like pick it up? And I hadn't done that at all. I'm still sharing my screen. Yeah, um, we're still looking at I hadn't done at that head. at all for like years until I had this dog like one, one. And so I could really like vibe with it, you know? mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, and once I started doing that, it like it had this emotional pull on me um, because it was, you know, a baby.
2: I think you care about this dog, Wayne. I think I you think yeah. this dog is a deal, Wayne. Yeah, wait, I think I think, think, you I I think this what's happening is here him. is in reliving, no, no, story, no. in reliving the story. In reliving the story, Wayne, you've changed your own mind and you you're on our side. now. you think pugs are this a deal. Dog
1: is a deal. I don't because think we have to convince you, Wayne. Ha- <laughs> okay, this cannot be talk therapy, and that I end up agreeing with you guys. Yeah, because... I kind of want to
2: end it with you just saying I hate pugs, because we'll get so much traction of people being like, oh, you know, we'll get those hate clicks, guys.
1: <laughs> I do, I do love hate clicks. Yeah. yeah, I've also this is bullshit. If our producer Catherine was here right now, she would totally be on my side. Just I, you guys
2: I to just want to
3: go on the record and say I don't think so. I also don't think so. Also, if she were here, she would have told you to get to the (laughs) deal. Yeah, (laughs) she would have been like, "Wait, our numbers are down the drain right now." Everybody has stopped listening at this
2: point. He got some maximized click velocity. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I think I think it. I think it's poetic, though. You know, that the story ends with us all loving pugs.
3: (laughs) I agree. Look, I think that I think pugs are a deal. I think Wade's long story is the scam of this episode. And that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I think that 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 means it's a perfect episode. Yeah. Another classic perfect episode of Deals and Scams. All right. That's it. I, we're out. Yeah. We're, I think we got that's it. It's perfect. We, we, got it.
1: It. <laughs> we got it.
3: Thank you for listening to Deals and Scams. We'll be back next week with something else. <laughs> perfect. <laughs>
2: This episode, I think, will actually be great, but it's going to be the worst for Catherine to edit. Because, one, I think the cave stuff was too long as well. I spent too long in the beginning talking about scientific shit, and then Wayne's story. Uh, this This is going to be great, guys.